Hello and welcome back to Small Screen Stories and welcome to a very special episode of Small Screen Stories. So what I'm going to start doing is every Friday now, I'm going to start doing these spoiler talk episodes about shows that I'm enjoying at the moment. And uh, the show that I'm enjoying at the moment is WandaVision. And WandaVision episode 7 aired today, this morning, and uh, I'm going to be spoiling the episode. But before I get into that, if you could follow us everywhere at Small Screen Stories, that'd be wonderful. If you could like and subscribe as well, that'd be really cool. And I will release this later as a podcast episode. So if you'd rather listen to this as a podcast, you can. You can find that wherever you get your podcasts at Small Screen Stories. Right, let's get right into spoiler talk. So one of the things... Uh, I wanted to start off with was basically I'm going to give you a big warning I've said spoiler 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 but a really big warning if you haven't seen this episode first off what are you doing it's Friday on Friday you watch WandaVision secondly go and watch it and then come back and uh, but hopefully at the moment because this is alive everyone that's watching this at the moment would have already watched uh, WandaVision episode 7 and uh, would be really looking forward to talking about it so if you have any questions, uh, feel free to put them down in the live chat over on, on YouTube. Uh, if you're watching on, on Facebook, I will try and get over to your questions as well over on Facebook, but I might not get I might not get the opportunity to because uh, I am not good at multitasking. Right, let's get right into it. And uh, the very first thing I wanted to talk about was, well, basically the end. I think I'm going to do this backwards. I'm going to start off from the end and go to the to the beginning. And the end of this episode was easily the most... I think for me personally, it was it was a bigger moment for me than than um, uh, Evan Peters turning up at the end of uh, of episode five, I believe it was now, maybe four, five, no, I think it was five. Yeah, it was five, uh, where it turned he turned up as Pietro. The reason being is because we, uh, so basically, spoilers. Agnes is Agatha Harkness, and that's the big reveal of this episode. And for me, that was massive because it basically confirmed my beliefs this whole time I've believed this, is that Wanda is not in control. Wanda is not the one that's pulling the strings. She thinks she is, and she's made to think she is. Agnes, this whole time, has been masquerading as, as someone that is actually well, the, someone that is in trouble, someone that's being manipulated by uh, by Wanda. She's done a brilliant job at it, by the way, because it's really thrown me. So in episode six, there was that whole moment between her and Vision where Vision touched her temple when she was in the car dressed as a witch, let me remind you, and she made it seem as though she was, you know, coming to. And actually she wasn't. She was performing this whole time in the very end. A brilliant, like, end sequence where you have that, well, not end sequence, but like that song where Agatha, Har- the Agatha Harkness song and uh, I really, really enjoyed that, by the way. I thought that was great. And uh, the way they did it, I thought was really good. You know, you have a lot of this now. It seem, it really does seem as though, and I'm going to give props out to Mikey Sutton because he called this. It seems as though this show is really bringing in the horror horror aspect to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. To me, that's amazing because I'm a massive horror fan. But I love witches. I think they're great. I think they're brilliant. And uh, it looks like they're going to be bringing witches into it, which they are, because they brought in Agatha Harkness. Now, in the comics, Agatha Harkness, now I'm going to be completely honest with you, before uh, this episode, I didn't really know much about her. All that I knew was that she was kind of linked to Scarlet Witch. and But she's not just linked to Scarlet Witch, she's linked to Reed Richards, Susan Storm. They, they actually, she kind of has a lot to do with the children in uh, in the in the Marvel comics and uh, she's often linked to Mephisto which is why people are getting very excited about her being in this and I actually I'm actually now convinced that Mephisto will turn up in some form uh, maybe not 
you know, maybe that, that like it'll he'll be referenced, uh, and it'll be something that Agatha Harkness is trying to do is trying to find Mephisto maybe as part of part of this, um, because she is linked to him. She, I believe, she has like. I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to say what I'm going. I. I mean, she might have children with him. I don't know though. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Again, I said I'm not very knowledgeable about her character. I've just done some very, very limited research on fandom. Uh, but to me, the fact that they're bringing her in is basically confirming that there are witches in the MCU. So that means that there can be all sorts of mythical and supernatural beings and creatures now in the MCU, and that's really opening it up to brilliant brilliant stuff as far as i'm concerned more actually adult stuff like scary stuff as well which i think is it's about the right time for them to do this because we've just come to the end of like you know the whole avengers phase and end game was the end of that and now i think we're going to be going into something really different and something new and that's what wandavision is setting up at least the end of this episode is what this is setting up and i love that scene where wanda maximoff goes into agatha harkness's house or as that that point she thought of her as agnes's house and was realizing that something's not right because she's not controlling this environment this is like definitely not her space and actually earlier on in the episode um her children uh that were with agnes and um uh, is it Tommy? I think it might have been Tommy. Uh, Wiccan in the comics, he's called, uh, or referred to, uh, said that he can't hear her thoughts. He can't, her, her head is empty, which was to me like, I was saying, oh, well, that's that. That's it. She's she's not, she's not under Wonder's spell. And I was kind of thinking that the whole time anyway. But then that was the moment when I was like, she's a witch. She's definitely a witch. You know, she even dressed up as a witch in the Halloween episode. So that 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 was the moment to me personally when I was like, she's Agatha Harkness. Um, you know, there's of course there's been pointers to it. There, there's the brooch. There's the constant constant reference to Ralph, her husband. Now Ralph in the comics is a name that Mephisto uses. So I'm 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 pretty sure that Mephisto is involved in this. Uh, I'm trying not to spoil everything, but this is speculation now. This is what we love to do about, you know, this is, you know, you talk about this, you want to talk about what's been going on. So it's speculation. It's not spoilers because I don't know. I don't know that. I haven't been told anything specifically about that. I've actually been told very little about WandaVision. And I, I, that's the way I like it. I don't want to know too much because I'm really, really enjoying this show. So what else happened in this episode? Well, one of the things that happened was... Um, that uh, it was Vision and Darcy. So Vision and Darcy had a couple of scenes together. And they were really fun. Those scenes were really interesting because uh, it started off, we knew from last week that Darcy was going to be in Westview because she was uh, chained to uh, to a car. She couldn't get out, so she was kind of ended up in, in the zone that, that Wanda was creating. And um, she's a, a, an escape artist here. She said that she wanted to be the bearded lady, but that, that role had been taken and she's got too fair a complexion to do that anyway, uh, which is true. And um, basically Vision uh, tries to talk to her to begin with and then manages to touch her temple so he can bring her out of the spell. And uh, then we get uh, an interesting scene between the two of them where they try to get back to the center of Westview together. And they and this is basically where Darcy reveals everything to Vision about what's happened to him before what's been going on in Westview. So he finds out that he died twice. He finds out that he was killed by Thanos and then killed again. Uh, he finds out that uh, Wanda witnessed him, well, actually killed him the first time and then witnessed him die the second and that Darcy said the one thing that's been true about everything that's been going on in here is the love you have for Wanda and the love that Wanda has for you. And that was a really touching moment. Uh, I also love the fact that they're kind of, it's a 
this whole episode is a take on Modern Family. I think that was brilliant. I love the documentary style that they do. And that's, of course, a Modern Family thing and also The Office. And actually, the theme to this song, to this uh, to this this episode, the theme tune, that the, the the title sequence is a nod to The American Office, which I also liked. Uh, one thing I will say was that, that they were talking a lot about... Um, an aerospace engineer. Uh, this is Monica Rambo was talking about that in previous episodes. And a lot of people were saying that this could be uh, Reed Richards. And I was really hoping it would. I'm not, not going to lie. I was really, really hoping I get to see Reed Richards in this for because I just love Reed Richards. I love the Fantastic Four. Uh, and I'm also pretty sure that uh, that would be that would have been great if we saw um, John Krasinski turn up as Reed Richards. But uh, no, it wasn't Reed Richards, and actually it was a character I had no idea who it was. And basically, uh, she obviously has ties to Monica's mother, uh, this character, and um, it's kind of an army kind of character, which is fine, you know, part of S.W.O.R.D. And um, they give her this what looks like a moon buggy, and it, the whole plan is to ram this moon buggy into the... <laughs> It does. The plan really didn't make sense. That was the thing I was kind of a bit disappointed by. They they have this moon buggy and they ram it into the force field and it it just gets ejected. And Monica Rambo basically only she only manages to escape. She very narrowly manages to escape. You know, almost dies in that in that thing because that thing gets chucked out. It gets you know expelled, um, and um, then Monica decides to go in alone and just herself. And she manages to. And of course, Darcy had warned her before that a third time going back in would change her molecular uh, code, her structure, for, like irreversibly so. And this is where Monica gets her powers. So, of course, in the comics, Monica is powered. She has this kind of energy thing that she can do and she can see things differently. And um, she's very powerful, actually, in the comics. And uh, it seems as though that's the version we're getting in the MCU as well. And uh, there's a really good scene between Monica and Wanda. And Wanda's basically telling Monica to go. And uh, you can tell that she tries to. And then she's shocked to find that Monica's now got powers. And actually, she's pretty tough. So she's not going to be easy to get rid of. And this is where Agnes comes in and takes uh, Wanda back into her house and, you know, the whole witch stuff starts to happen, which is brilliant. But I love I love that so much. And um, so Monica's character is getting more and more interesting. We know that Monica's going to be in Doctor Strange 2. So she's going to have these powers now. So she's probably going to end up becoming one of the new Avengers in the MCU, which is really, really exciting. I'm really looking forward to that. And I think um, uh, Tayona Paris is brilliant. So I'm just really, really looking forward to seeing more of her and uh, more of her in episode eight as well. Uh, the the end of this episode ended with there was a, so there was a post credit scene if you'd missed it um, you should watch it until the end uh, and that's actually unusual because this is the first time they've ever done a post credit scene for for this uh, show uh, and that's when we we see her uh, Monica go, trying to go into um, <clears throat> uh, trying to go into Agnes's house and trying to go into get into the basement and then uh, Pietro turns up and says snoopers will be snoopers or something along those lines. Um, snooping gets your stitches or some, something like I can't I can't remember exactly what he said I had to pause it I remember because I couldn't really understand what he was saying the first time so it looks like she might be in trouble uh, because and and the whole thing is the, the, the reveal that, Agne, uh, uh, that Agnes is Ag Agatha Harkness comes in a song and in that song you see her kind of manipulating everything behind the scenes and one of the things that they revealed that she manipulated all their sayings she did was Evan Peters's Evan Peters returning as Quicksilver? Uh, so basically, Evan the, the the Quicksilver that is in this 
in, in Westview is not the real Quicksilver. And we knew that all the time, but we we're kind of hoping that it was going to be a multiverse thing, but it looks like it's more a magic thing, um, which is fine as well. They, I, I like the fact they brought Evan Peters back to play the role. It's a bit mm, a bit mean for Aaron Taylor-Johnson if that's what they're going to say, if, that, if they're going to say that it is that that's just it, it's not the multiverse, this is not the Fox version of the character, uh, then I do feel a bit sorry for uh, Aaron Taylor-Johnson. I think that's a bit harsh, but that's the way that that's the that's what they wanted to do and Evan Peters was really down for returning as Pietro uh which you know I'm fine with that as well in the sense that he's a very good actor and plays the character very very well and he's actually been really fun in this show um I think he's been really good actually uh what else does she she basically manipulated everything and um there's a there's a moment in the episode where Wanda is doing her modern family thing and talking to the camera or the person off camera in a kind of documentary style and basically saying that she doesn't know what's going on because at the very beginning of this episode quickly realizing that she's losing control things aren't happening the way they should be uh things are changing going back and forth between different time periods and uh you see the house kind of alternate between the 70s the 50s the the 90s and then just being an empty shell in some points of it you see the um the stalk return at one point as well and uh she's talking to the camera and says i don't know what's happening i don't know what's wrong what's wrong with me and then the person behind the camera says something and it's a man so that i've heard a lot of people saying that could be mephisto but then in the reveal that, Ag that agatha harkness was behind everything you actually see agatha harkness behind the camera with agatha on on her chair as a, as a kind of director chair so was that actually agatha, agatha harkness or was that mephisto we're going to find out in episode eight, I think. I'm pretty sure we're going to find that out. Right, what else? Um, that, that's, I think that's quite... Was that the whole episode I went over? I kind of was going backwards. Uh, I think one of, the, one of the things that I've really enjoyed about this is the fact that they're bringing in the horror elements into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And this is the reason why I've been such a fan of this show so far. It's because they're really showing that they're thinking outside the box now. So Jacques Schaefer, who's the, uh, she's the showrunner and the one that came up with this idea, has just, like, she's, like, hit it out of the park, as you say, in the United States. She's hit it for six. That's what we say in the UK, if you're a cricket fan, which I'm not, but never mind. Um, and the, the idea is so good, it's so inventive, it's so original, that it's going to be hard, actually, for any other Marvel show to top this. I don't think they will, to be honest. But what I think this will do is it'll mark... It's a marker now for basically we're saying we've come to the end of the kind of Avengers MCU type stuff and we're going into the more fantastical, more supernatural stuff. Um, and I really, really am all for that. It sounds as though Spider-Man 3 is going to be kind of multiverse stuff and, of course, Doctor Strange uh, th uh, 2 is definitely going to be. It's called Into the Multiverse, into, In the Multiverse of Madness. So we know the multiverse is going to be involved in that in some form. So I've I've thought this whole time that the multiverse is going to be involved in this because it's kind of seen as an unofficial trilogy. It starts with WandaVision, then Spider-Man 3, and then ends with Doctor Strange 2. Which is why uh Scott sorry, why uh, Elizabeth Olsen is filming uh, Doctor Strange 2. She's going to be re returning as Scarlet Witch. Incidentally, they never actually refer to her in the MCU as Scarlet Witch. Uh, she's always referred to as Wanda or Wanda Maximoff. Uh, so this, I think, will be the moment where she starts being referred to as, as Scarlet Witch because it, Agatha Harkness, the interesting thing about her character is she's often a mentor 
to Scarlet Witch in the comics. She, she's someone that teaches her the rope, that shows her the ropes, because she's been around since the Salem Witch Trial. She was, you know, even, probably even before that. She's been around for a very, very long time, is very skilled, and um, she knows what she's doing. And, um, like, in the comics, she's, she's someone that looks after Wanda, that helps her. So are they going to kind of switch that around and turn her, turn her into just a straight villain? I'm not so sure. I think there's something else going on here. I think she needs something from Wanda, which is why she's instigated this whole thing. Again, she might not be the one that's actually instigating it, or she, there might be someone else behind behind Agatha that's actually, you know, the one that's that's doing everything, which I think would be cool as well. But whatever happens, witches are now in the MCU, and that's a big, big deal. I, I think that's a big deal. And uh, that's why, probably one of the main reasons why I'm so, so happy with this show is because it's finally bringing it in. We've got Blades coming, which is going to bring in vampires, you know, and that that's a that's really cool. But I was, I was really looking forward to witches coming in because they are a big part of the comics. And uh, and it looks like, it looks like they're going, they're really going to go for that. And Doctor Strange probably will, that means he'll come into this show as well, because of course, yeah, he's he he he's a what is he? He's a it's not a wizard. He's what do they call him? A conjurer, a sorcerer. That's the word. And uh, that that to me makes me think that he will probably be turning up at the end of this show. But one of the things I wanted to talk about is who is this cameo? So we've been talking for weeks now about the fact that there's a, a cameo coming that has not been revealed, not been leaked yet. And actually, uh, Paul Bettany was talking about it a couple of weeks ago and said that it was a character, an actor that he has longed to, pl- to to act alongside for his whole career, for his whole life, in fact. And he actually said this again in a recent interview with Esquire. He said that there is this theory that says that there's some mysterious Avenger who's going to appear in WandaVision and people seem to think that that mysterious Avenger is Doctor Strange. Truth is, of all the characters we were trying to keep secret, a lot of them got out through leaks. That's Evan Peters and probably Agatha Harkness as well. There is one character that's not been revealed, and it's very exciting. It's an actor I've longed to work with all my life. We have some amazing scenes together, and the chemistry between us is, I think, extraordinary. It was just fireworks on set, so I'm really excited for people to see that stuff. So who is this character he's talking about? So a lot of people were saying, oh, it's it's Magneto. It's going to be Ian McKellen, because Ian McKellen is a massive, you know, he's, he's a legend. He's a, he's a national treasure. In the UK, at least, because he's British. Um, yeah, that, that 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 would make sense. Magneto would make sense because Magneto in the comics is linked to Wanda Maximoff. He's actually Wanda's dad in the comics, but then in the MCU, it doesn't doesn't look like they're going down that route. Um, and also, Paul Bettany's actually worked with Ian McKellen before, so that makes me think that it's not going to be him. I'm pretty sure it's not going to be him. So who could it be? Well, the only real other possibility, considering that Paul Bettany said this is someone he's like he's been a fan of admired his whole life he said um what's i've i've an actor i've longed to work with all my life so who could that be one person it could be is sir patrick stewart because sir patrick stewart was of course in star trek you know star trek the next generation he played jean-luc picard big big deal that was in the 80s um how so uh paul bettany's now nearing 50 so before star trek Patrick Stewart wasn't really that well known. He was a Shakespearean actor. I know that Paul Bettany is a, is a big Shakespeare guy, so maybe he'd seen him on stage and he'd really wanted to work with him because if Paul Bettany comes from well London around London, so he would have know he would have known about an actor like that. He was very very big in London, Patrick Stewart, and basically the ver- the first kind of Hollywood. It wasn't really Hollywood, but the first big role he had 
on television uh, was in Star Trek. And then, of course, he went on to play uh, Charles Xavier. So I think Patrick Stewart makes sense. I think I think it's someone that he would have wanted to work with maybe on stage when he was younger, you know, coming up um, uh, in acting school. People going, oh, this Patrick Stewart is brilliant. You should watch him in Othello or Macbeth or whatever he was in. I don't know if he was in those two Shakespeare shows. He probably was in those two Shakespeare plays. But um, it just makes sense that they would bring him in because Charles Xavier is someone that could talk not only to Wanda but also to Agnes to, to Agatha Harkness and um, it would I, I really do think it would make sense for them to bring in that character and for have um, Sir Patrick Stewart play that character and of course everyone will probably be going wait well you know he, he said Patrick Stewart said he yeah he met with Kevin Feige but he didn't want to he, he said no he turned Feige down come on Really, are you really going to bring that up in my face? Because any any actor that denies something like this, you know, think of uh, Tatiana Maslany that, that Tatiana Maslany, sorry, that denied that she was playing She-Hulk, and then it was revealed that she is playing She-Hulk. Don't don't trust what actors say; they lie all the time. I mean, <laughs> Paul Bettany could be lying about this, but there's no real reason to. So, I I'm pretty sure that Patrick Stewart is coming back, is going to be playing Charles Xavier. And I think he's going to be in WandaVision. Uh, I think that's the big Luke Skywalker-esque cameo that people have been talking about because it would make so much sense. It would be something that would get the fans... Like, if you think of a Luke Skywalker-type cameo, if you think of an actor that someone like Paul Bettany has longed to work with his, his entire career and he hasn't worked with Sir Patrick Stewart, I have checked, there's only one name. There's literally only one name it could be, and that's Patrick Stewart. I can't think of any other actor that Paul Bettany hasn't worked with that he's long to Meryl Streep maybe I mean why would she turn up in this you know that doesn't make any sense um I can't think Judy Dench maybe is another one that I don't I'm not sure if he's worked with her I, I'm just throwing names out now like random names I mean I, I thought I, I I thought it was a bit of a given that it might have been Ian McKellen but then I remembered that they were in the Da Vinci Code together so yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense, and uh, and the more I think about it, the more I think it's it's going to happen. And then the other stuff that's happening in this to get away from the cameo stuff is that we've got the stuff with director Hayward. So I've been talking a lot about the the fan theory that Hayward is actually Ultron in disguise. I was actually told that Ultron is going to be in the show. He's actually in the cast. Uh, James Spader is in the cast. Um, so how is that going to come about? I, I think. I do think that Ultron is involved in this. Is James Spader the kind of, uh, you know, iconic actor that someone like uh, like Paul Bettany would want to work with his entire career? Well, n not so sure. He, I mean, James Spader is a bit of a legend. You know, Secretary is a is an incredible film, and he's a brilliant actor. And you can see the blacklist. He's brilliant in the blacklist, but he's not on the same level as a Patrick Stewart, and it's not someone that. Paul Bettany would have longed to work with his his entire career. And also, I'm pretty sure they worked together already on, on Avengers Age of Ultron. Um, but I, I'm I'm also pretty confident that we're gonna we're gonna see Ultron come into this towards the end. There's gonna there's something going on with Ultron and there's something going on with Hayward because they were they were f f like messing around with Vision's corpse, trying to make turn Vision into a weapon. That's one thing that's revealed in, the, in this episode is that Vision is actually a, a ticking time bomb. They've done something to him, and we see in this episode that Hayward's basically like, "Yeah, do it." What what are they planning? Are they planning on just like f flipping a switch and then Vision blows up? 
I'm not so sure that there is, if you watched the promos for episodes, I think it's eight. Well, basically, there's just the promos for the show. There's a moment in those promos where you see Vision and Wanda, they're together again, and Vision says, we can save Westview together. So I think there's going to be a big battle towards the end of this um, uh, this show, and I think it's going to be between Wanda and Vision, and they're trying to save the the people that are in Westview that have been under supposedly under Wanda's spell, but I don't think they were under Wanda's spell this whole time. I think they're actually under Agatha Harkness's, a lot of them, which is why they, at one point earlier on, one of the co-workers, one of Vision's co-workers says, she, she's in my head. I'm pretty sure that's Agatha Harkness uh, and not Wanda. Uh, and uh, that will be revealed, I think, in the next episode. But there's going to be a big battle. Now, could one could Agatha be working with some form of Ultron? Maybe. Could this be? Could the whole thing be Ultron trying to get get his body back through Vision? That could be another possibility as well. That's something a lot of people have been saying that that Director Haywood is Ultron in disguise. But I wonder whether Director Haywood and actually the whole of Sword in those five years has actually been infiltrated by Ultron. He could just be a, you know some sort of code and that he's actually running the whole show over there at Sword. I wonder whether that, that's actually going on. And that would be I think that would be pretty darn cool, personally, if that if that's what's happening. That's something that I'd be very, very looking for, excited to see. But with that, uh, I think that's everything I wanted to talk about in this episode. There were a lot of spoilers, a lot of speculation, but do let me know what you think is going to happen in the comments. If you think we're going to see, uh, do you think we're going to see Ultron? Do you think we're going to see Sir Patrick Stewart? Do you think Agatha Harkness is, is working with someone or alone? Are we going to see Mephisto? Uh, is Ultron behind everything? Is Ultron, behind, uh, you know, is Ultron, as I think is actually going to be the case, is Ultron in charge of S.W.O.R.D.? You know, let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Speculation is fine. It's not spoilers. Speculation is not spoilers. It's just people coming up with theories. And that's what Marvel wants you to do. That's what Disney wants you to do. Paul Bettany loves reading people's theories, loves listening to people's theories. So do put them in the comments. And with that, I'll say goodbye. Thank you very, very much for watching. Uh, if you could like and subscribe, that'd be wonderful. If you could follow us on social media, that'd be pretty darn cool as well you can follow us at small screen co you can also follow me if you want you can follow me on twitter at ej lauder and i will release this as a podcast and you can find the podcast at small screen stories and if you're listening on apple podcasts then a five star rating would be brilliant just absolutely brilliant and with that i'll say goodbye thank you very much for watching and have a lovely weekend i'll see you next week cheers and bye